You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. This episode of Travel Talk Weekly is brought to you by Vivint Smart Home. Who watches your home while you're away? The holidays are some of the busiest times of the year when it comes to travel. Unfortunately, it's also the favorite time of the year for criminals. Stealing packages that have been delivered to your home is so common, there's even a name for them, and they're called porch pirates. If the only kind of pirate you want to encounter are the Disney versions, now's the time to make sure that your home and your family are protected by Vivint Smart Home. Prior to travel, I had a background in the home security industry, and Carrie and I trust our home to Vivint. From a ring doorbell to protect our packages getting delivered to our electronic lock that we can operate remotely, and even our Nest thermostat, and the device that pulls it all together, Google Home. Which I do have to admit, there's not a day that goes by that I don't ask her a question. To learn more about how to secure your home or condo, go to TravelSmartHome.com. Or for a quicker response to your questions, call 866 866- 207-5844. That's 866-207-5844. And tell them Robin Carey sent you. Hello, my fellow traveler, and welcome to Travel Talk Weekly. This is show number six, original air date, November 19th, 2019. We hope you enjoyed our debut series on traveling to Italy. Now it's time to leave Venice and sail down the Adriatic Sea along the Dalmatian coast, visiting some truly amazing cities along the way. That's right. This week we're sailing away from Venice with Star Clippers and specifically their five-masted sailing ship, the Royal Clipper. There is so much to do on this 10-night cruise that we're breaking this up into two separate shows. On part one of the journey, we'll be visiting a few cities in Croatia, Var, Rovine, and Dubrovnik. And then we sell to Couture, Montenegro, and Corfu, Greece. When we talk about our top five trips ever, this one is always on the list. And I think after hearing about it, you will want to go. It better be in their top 10. I know. At least. So there's, there's top five. Fa- a fair, fair caution. You're going to want to go on this cruise. If you love sailing and you love visiting amazing places, yeah, this one is for you. But before we get to that, we have some thank yous. So thank you to YankeeFan155. His review, Yankee fans love to travel too. Great people, great at what they do, and honest information guide to your vacations. So thanks, YankeeFan. We appreciate you. And you know what? YankeeFan has been, um, we connected with him on Periscope. Periscope, that was years over four years ago. ago yeah. So Yankee, thanks so much for taking the time to give us a five-star review. We appreciate that. And here's one from Maggie Fallon. I didn't think I could love R&K, that stands for Robin Carey, <laughs> any more than I already do, but here they are with a new podcast for me to be obsessed with. If you love traveling, this is the podcast for you. I mean, come on, who doesn't love traveling? Well done, and thank you so much, Maggie. Yeah, I think, Maggie, we need to start looking at some international trips for you. <laughs> Just an idea. Absolutely. Travel is visual. Podcasting, obviously, is not. For that reason, each week we are sharing our pictures and videos from the featured destination on that show. 
On Instagram, it'll be pics and stories. On Facebook, it will be pictures and longer videos. And for this particular one, you definitely will want to check out some of the pictures because it's kind of hard to describe this incredible ship that we sailed on with Star Clippers. What was fun was it's like we were movie stars and everybody around us was paparazzi because everyone wanted to get a, a, a nice picture of this ship. Yeah, it's it beautiful. really is that impressive. So for this trip, we sailed on the Royal Clipper, which is one of three ships in the Star Clipper fleet. So this is a, a cruise line that's pretty small. They only have three ships. And I like that they are small. Hopefully they'll keep it that way. This is a sailing ship inspired by a ship in the past that was called the fastest sailing ship in the world in 1902. Yeah. So when you see this ship, you think old world. I mean, it is absolutely a sight to see. However, they do have an engine, so don't worry that if there's no wind, they can still get you around. Yeah, they absolutely can. So this particular ship has five masts with 42 sails. And I said that right. It is 42 sails. Did you say that right? I did. Well done. <laughs> it's about 439 feet long, and it will hold up to 227 guests. And your choices are pretty much you have an ocean view or a balcony. I don't think there were any inside cabins. No, and on our, our cruise in particular, there was only like 160 people on board. So yeah. it never felt crowded. Never. Yep. Even though it's a smaller ship, it definitely never felt crowded. This is a great cruise line for couples, solo travelers, and families that are well-traveled. You will not find a kids' club on board, but the ship is small, so if your kids make friends and they're old enough to hang out on their own, if there are other kids on board, they'll find plenty to entertain themselves. Yeah, so don't shy away. If your family is a very well-traveled family, you would really enjoy it. So we met a family with some young kids. They were from England. They had two Utes. They had two Utes, <laughs> <laughs> and their two young kids I remember sitting with them at dinner because you do get some international travelers yeah. when you're over in the med. Like half the ship, I think, spoke German. And when they seat you for dinner, they try to put you with people that speak your same language, obviously. that would be kind of awkward. And I just remember this young family and their two young kids were so mature. And they it was fun to talk to them and to hear about what they were enjoying on the cruise. But there were, there were not very many kids on the ship at all. I think there were probably like maybe three or four. So keep that in mind. The one thing I do love about Star Clippers in general is that they usually have no single supplement charge for their cruise, which means on most cruise lines, if you go and you're just a solo traveler, you still pay for the price of two people, just minus the tax for one. But on Star Clippers, oftentimes they waive that. So you're just paying for one person, but you still have your own cabin. And because this ship is smaller, you really do get to know the other people on board. That was fun. Yeah, we've made some friends that are from all over now. I mean, people... Mostly the UK, Germany, and... And then our one friend from Mexico, Santiago. Santiago. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And so it's... And social media makes it really fun to stay in touch with them. Get ready for that experience when you sail with Star Clippers. When it comes to packing, pack casual, but also some nice outfits for dinner. Think you know, yacht casual, I guess. While you'll be sailing and on the ship, much of what you do will be on land for your excursion. I recommend boat shoes and shoes that are comfy enough to walk around the ship. A swimsuit for swimming off the back of the ship. They have a swim platform that kind of opens up like a clamshell off the back of the ship. And they also have three onboard pools, and that is weather permitting, of course. Yeah, you definitely want to understand that you are on a sailing ship. So for the ladies, I don't recommend that you pack your stilettos and your high heels. And yet you still did. Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that the ship's moving around. It's all crazy. It's just you are on a, a sailing ship. And so when you are going into certain areas, you're going to be stepping up and going over 
I mean, you're on a ship. So this is not going to feel like you're on one of those big traditional ships, like a cruise ship. So you're going to just be navigating a little bit more. You need to be a little more aware because again, there are 42 sails. There are ropes in certain places. And we call those lines. Yes, there are lines. (laughs) Sorry, there are lines. (laughs) So yeah, definitely get some comfortable shoes. And then also because you you will be tendering most of the time, then you just need to be prepared that you need to transfer and get on and off that tender. What that means is you'll take a boat from, in this case, the Royal Clipper to get into the dock. Even though it's considered a small ship, they were still anchoring you know, a mile or so away from shore. So you do have a, a tender boat that will take you into the port. The whole time you're there, they're going to be running back and forth. Yeah. When packing, you definitely want to bring a sweater or a light jacket. So even though you may be doing the Mediterranean in the summer when it's really warm, it gets pretty cool when you're out on deck and the ship is sailing. So you definitely need to plan to have a little something. Don't forget your sunscreen because on a ship of this size, you're going to spend most of your time out on deck as opposed to some of the, you know, the really big cruise ships. You know, there might be a kids club and different places, different things to do. Some have ice skating and bowling and all that things. This is not that type of cruise. Most of the time you're going to want to be out on deck because of how close you get to land and some of the amazing things that you'll see. You'll also want to plan on having a good day bag. And by a good day bag, I mean one that will be very comfortable because you will be going on and off that tender. And it's just easier when you have a nice light bag that can be securely fastened. So as you're getting on and off the ship, you can feel confident you're not going to like drop your bag or things are going to fall out. Another tip is to bring good camera equipment. You'll have many, many, many great photo opportunities. And I'm not saying you have to go out and buy a new camera, but let's say you have a camera and you want to use a a professional lens. There are several companies, and I would say we use them, uh, Borrow Lenses is one, where you can just rent a really high-end lens. We did that for the Amazon River Cruise. We're going to talk about it in a few shows where we rented a 200 to 400 millimeter lens And, you know, obviously we didn't want to buy one and we didn't need it other than that specific trip. So even consider renting a camera and lens just to get those really good pictures. And I know phones take good pictures now, but still, it's also nice to have a really good camera. Especially for this cruise, because as you will find out, you get to go into some pretty unique places and see things that you would never see from any other cruise ship. Another thing you may want to pack for this particular cruise is a set of binoculars. Absolutely. More than almost any other cruise of this type. We actually used ours a lot. We did. We have, we have a very nice set of Nikon binoculars and they came in handy. Yeah. Highly recommend that. And then as far as cash, you're going to want to make sure that you have some euros. And also because you will be going to Croatia, you will want to have some kuna. And the reason why you want to get some of the currency that's for the locals it just makes it a lot easier when you get off the ship. And let's say you just want to stop into like a coffee shop. And get us coffee or and soda a, or something. Get yeah. a cafe. Cafe, ooh, good. <laughs> you would just want to stop in there. It's just easier as opposed to pulling out your credit card, which you still could do, but it's just nice to have some cash. Or let's say you take a taxi and you want to pay with cash, which is advisable in that instance, you have it with you. And like any international trip, make sure you call your bank, let them know you're going to be traveling abroad. It wouldn't hurt to call your credit card companies and also your cell phone provider and see what kind of plans they do have for international travel. So Star Clippers offers itineraries all around the world, even though they have three ships. Generally, they are in the Caribbean, the Far East, and the Mediterranean. Our cruise was a Mediterranean cruise, and technically it started out in the Adriatic. And we toured Croatia, Montenegro, and Greece before coming back to Italy. The best way to describe this unique travel experience on this ship is to just walk you through our day-by-day itinerary. Let's do it. 
So we sailed from Venice. That was our jumping off point. And what was kind of cool was in Venice, we were not at where the large cruise ships dock. We were at a special port that was for the smaller cruise ships, which meant it was a little easier to get to. So if you do a pre-cruise, the water taxi to get there was really short, or some people could just kind of walk around in the city because it was right there. You didn't have to take a special tram or bus from the cruise port because it was docked right there. And on this trip, we stayed at the Hotel Daniele, which is very famous. If you listen to our show on Venice last week, you know this this hotel is famous for the movie The Tourist with Angelina Jolie and Johnny Depp. And again, when it comes to that, I'd say this was an over-the-top hotel. So this was a very, very small port. And once we arrived and the ship was ready for us to get on board, it was kind of fun because you give them your luggage and then we just walked on board and had a welcome reception cocktail. That was nice. Which was really nice. And then I saw them, all of the crew members taking the luggage up. And so, again, this is not your traditional cruise ship. This is a large masted sailing ship. And so we saw them hauling everybody's – it was like they had like a little – uh, a chain of people, and they would just pass the luggage up the little ramp. Like firemen passing a water bucket. Yeah, that's exactly what it a looked fireman's like. fireman's brigade. That's what it looked like. So you definitely want to pack light for this. Um, if you, you, We were filming, so we had a ton of equipment, and I felt really bad. Either, I was just like, oh, So wow. you either pack light or you tip heavily. <laughs> yes, exactly. One, one or the other. As we were sailing away, it seemed like everybody on the shoreline stopped to watch us. They raised the sails. And we're playing some sail away music over the loudspeakers. It was like an event. It was. And what was kind of cool was the direction that we were going is the main channel where all the ships come and go. And usually you'll see some big cruise ships and you go right past St. Mark's Square. You go right past the Bridge of Size. You go right past Hotel Daniele. So you're, you're going by all these icons. And it was everybody, all those tourists were looking out going, wow. Now, it was kind of funny that, yes, we did have all the sails up. We were not going out they on wind power. The they were still using the <laughs> engines. it was not windy that yeah. day. So it was definitely for display, but it just makes you feel extra special. And like you said earlier, it was like the paparazzi was taking pictures of us the whole time we were sailing away. That's how impressive this ship is. And that's why you need to go to our Instagram so you can see a picture of it. This week, we're going to share some pictures from our first few port stops there, starting with Croatia. Croatia is a beautiful, beautiful country. It's along the coast of the Adriatic Sea. And if you're not very familiar with where that is, that's okay. If you go Venice, yeah, we're not doing a geography which test is here. in the <laughs> which is in the northeast portion of Italy. So it pretty much is east of Italy. So think of it that way. Take a picture of the boot and up towards the northern part of that boot, just look to the east, you'll see a little sea. That's the Adriatic Sea. And that's where Croatia is located. Because we were going to make three different stops in Croatia, we decided to go to an ATM at our first stop, and get some kuna, which is the local currency. Yeah, so for we had gotten some euro, but we chose not to get the kuna because we weren't sure how much we were going to be doing. Because we had no idea that they had their own currency. Yeah, we actually we no did idea. not. We were not very educated before we went. So we were like, okay, well, we got to stop. And getting it from an ATM just made it really, really easy. Our first stop in Croatia is a city called Rovin, and that is spelled R-O-V-I-N-J, but it's pronounced Rovin. It's in the north part of the Adriatic Sea, and it's a popular tourist resort and an active fishing port. The town is officially bilingual, Italian and Croatian, although most people speak at least a little bit of English, but not as many as you would find 
in Italy. Now, this was the first stop on our cruise itinerary, and it was a little bit on the touristy side right at the port. Yeah, it, it felt very touristy, like all the stalls they had up and little shops down the street. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a working fishing town, but they know that there are going to be some of the smaller cruise ships like the Royal Clipper that are going to stop there, so they're ready for the tourists. Oh yeah, they know the schedules better than we do. For sure. So we decided to do the opposite of what most people did. Everybody was getting off the ship early in the morning. We decided to kind of hang out on the ship, which meant we were almost the only ones there. And we actually did a little swimming off the swim platform in the back, which was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And since this was the first stop, everybody was getting off the ship because like, oh, our first port stop. And you and I were like, you know what? We want to film some stuff on the ship. And then we're like, everybody's gone. They put the clamshell down. Nobody is out here swimming. We were the only ones swimming that day. So we really enjoyed doing that. And then we were like, well, we should probably go in. And because most every single port you are going to be tendered, you do need to wait for that boat to go back and forth. But once we were ready to do that, we just went over and explored everything that was kind of right in that port. We didn't do a whole lot in this location. So if you really want to explore Rovine, I recommend you do book and plan a short excursion. I would agree. Our next stop is a city called Var, and that's spelled H-V-A-R. And to me, it was like lifestyles of the rich and famous. It was like the they had mega yacht row with old men and young women frolicking about. I don't think they were frolicking about. <laughs> I think they were frolicking. It kind of reminded me of the show Below Deck. No, a little bit. So we learned a little bit about VAR when we were there. And this is kind of the new up-and-coming Monte Carlo. Lifestyles like, of the rich and famous. Yeah. So they're saying, if you go to Monaco, which I love, this is kind of like the little miniature Monaco. Mini Monaco. Yeah. And we had a blast. We took a tender and once we were in, and that was tender, not tinder. <laughs> and once we were over there, we walked the docks and there were some amazing yachts. Like, uh, like you said, it's like below deck, amazing it, it was, it was giant like mega, yachts, mega yacht row. And again, they were the same types of boats you would see on below deck. So that was kind of the, the reference, not necessarily the frolicking part. Yeah. <laughs> and so we were thinking, what can we do? This was a short excursion we just wanted to do on our own. So there is a mountain that's right there, and you can climb all the way up. They have some switchbacks. That and did take a lot longer than I thought it would. Yeah, so we decided we were going to go on a hike, and we climbed to the top and turned around to some amazing views. Some of the best views probably almost of the entire trip. I mean, Tarmina was great too, but being up there and seeing yacht, you know, the mega yacht row and seeing the Royal Clipper anchored out in the water, it was that was a, a nice photo op. Yeah. And it was some good exercise. So that was kind of fun. And that was probably the first exercise we did that entire year. No, that was not. <laughs> this was a beautiful, beautiful stop. And there were definitely lots of options if you wanted to book some shore excursions. But a lot of people on our cruise actually opted to just do the hike. And there was a fort up there that you could go into. Lots of history. And then, of course, we love enjoying the food and drink in each of the cities. Yes, and we so, popped into a little local restaurant with great views and just relaxed and had a nice meal. Yeah, that's kind of how we picked it is we're like, what has a great view? Because this is such a beautiful stop. And that's where we went. And just we were up kind of like on a little patio. It was right by the Yacht Row. And it was right by Yacht Row. So that was just fun to check out. Of course, don't look for Yacht Row. That's just what we call it. That's what we call it. Beautiful stop, though, and if you wanted to go a little deeper back into the country, you could book a shore excursion. But even just in the port, exploring that city, all the little the steps. Do you remember climbing up that um, the buildings that were real tight, and there were tons of steps to get up to where we were going? I do remember that. So again, comfortable shoes was the key this day, and it was really hot. This trip for us was August, so yeah, it was very hot over there, just like it's hot in Florida, but it was just a, it was a different kind of hot. 
hot, hot. So both those stops in Croatia were fun surprises for us. We didn't know what to expect, but we did know what to expect on this next city, which has now become famous the world over. It was George Bernard Shaw who said, those who seek paradise on earth should come to Dubrovnik. And we first heard about this back in 2009 when we were planning our honeymoon, and it was a place we had never heard of. And we were working with a travel agent at the time because we didn't know anything about Europe. So even back then, we were going to the experts. And they said, oh, you're going to love Dubrovnik. I'm like, what is, a, what is a Dubrovnik? We visited there as part of a carnival cruise. And Dubrovnik is known for their famous walled city. And now, of course, Game of Thrones. Yes, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you definitely will love Dubrovnik because they actually filmed some of Game of Thrones in the walled city. The city walls were built in the 10th century. So picture this. You have a city that's right on the water And there's a huge wall all the way around the city. Now, this is a very, very clean city. And that's one of the things that you and I were both impressed when we went in 09. And then when we've been back, we're like, this, I don't know who's the cleaning department here, but they are like top notch. And on our carnival cruise, we had taken an excursion with carnival. We had gone up into the mountains and we had dinner at a family's house and it was incredible. And then the second half was we were just hanging out within the Walt city. And so we knew when we were coming back, we're going to go hit this exact same bar we were sitting outside of on our honeymoon and just enjoyed a drink and just people watched. So the Walt City is pretty incredible. When you go in there, you can just do kind of like your own self-guided tour and you can walk around. But there is that little hidden bar that is on the side. And if there's a hidden bar, you can bet we're going to find it. (laughs) And so what we did, and we had gotten this tip from the cruise director on our carnival cruise. And so when we w- when we went back, we were like, we were going to go find that little hole in the wall. And there literally is like a big hole that you get to climb through. And then you're on the outside of the walled city overlooking the sea. And there's a bar and there's different places that you can sit it's and like just a little, watch. It's, yeah, it's a switchback, kind of a staircase. And, yeah. And on one of the switchbacks, they have a really nice bar. We sat there, met a lot of cool people. It's something that we look forward to because we found it on our first trip. Like, oh, we go back. We're going to the bar. And some people, they will hike all the way down and you can actually like jump into the water. We you went can down jump there. Off. We just didn't jump in yeah, the water. Yeah, we didn't jump in the water. But you can do that. And so if you're into that and you want to do an excursion, just know, bring your swimsuit. If you're interested in Absolutely. jumping into the water, is- bring your, your swim shoes. And you can definitely do that. So this time in Dubrovnik, we actually took a tour of the walled city and found out about a lot of the history of the city itself. Then, and this was kind of the first day we were really hanging out with our cruise director, Lydia, from Star Clippers. And she had been there many, many times, and she spoke like six different languages. Yeah, And I think really one impressive. of the languages was Game of Thrones. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so after our tour that we did with the group, we explored the city at night with Lydia. It was funny because she's like, well, do you have any more plans? And we're like, no, she goes, follow me. And... We were just walking the city, and it's funny how many people actually knew her, which yeah. is kind of crazy. <laughs> and we went into a little like 7-Eleven type, almost like a convenience store, which is really strange for a 10th century walled city. Um, and she bought some kind of a clear liquor. I still to this day do not know what that was. And it was funny because she goes, oh, and I need three plastic cups. And the guy's like, okay. So I guess that's a thing there. I guess. Yeah, you, get they had, they, you get your own to-go cups. because <laughs> Santiago was with us Oh, too. that's right. That's right. And so then we go to a little like a pastry kind of bakery shop, and we got this thing called Burek. Yeah, B-U-R-E-K. Yep. And she got three different ones. One had a meat, it's like a pastry, kind of a phyllo dough kind of thing. And one had meat and a couple of, you know, had veggies. So we took that whole like big bag of food and drinks and went over to 
uh, outside the walled city and sat down on the seawall. And we picked this kind of secluded spot where we could see the Royal Clipper. It was beautiful. It was beautiful because the yeah, they have all the lights on it, and it's very distinctive at night. That's remember, for sure. So we're drinking this liquid. I have no idea. I think it was just a clear bottle. I don't even know if it had a label on it, <laughs> which will seem to be a theme when we visited Corfu, Greece. And we're sitting there like, oh my gosh, this is great. I'm looking at the watch going, we should probably be getting back. And she's like, oh, don't worry. I'm the cruise director. The ship's not going to leave without me. <laughs> that was well, funny. And that was what was fun because this was probably like around 1030 at night. It was getting pretty late and they had already started kind of the evening entertainment on board. And we were with the cruise director, so they weren't going to take off without us. But it was kind of cool, though. The ship actually did not leave until about midnight that night. So I think as soon as we got back and within like probably 30 minutes, we left. Yeah, within 20 seconds. They're like, okay, the last four are here. Let's go. And that's one of the benefits of being on a small ship, for sure. With the cruise director. With the cruise director, (laughs) yeah. It's not like you're running down a huge dock trying to catch a, you know, mass market cruise ship. And the captain's up on the bridge, like waving at you going, hurry up. (laughs) But it was a really cool experience to go to Dubrovnik, not just during the day, but at night, because we had never experienced at night because we've only been there on cruise stops and they always leave earlier. So a huge advantage to going on a smaller ship. And I just loved being that close to the city. One, the pictures that we got were so cool, and that was pretty amazing. But then also just the convenience of going in, enjoying the city for a while, and then you know what? Let's head back. We'll have lunch on the ship, and then we'll go back out. And if you're wondering what the walled city looks like, you definitely will enjoy some of the pictures over on our Instagram. Next up on our stops was a place that was really cool to get to because we went through some really tight channels that, again, only... There were fjords there. Yeah, there were only smaller ships that can go there. And the cruise director and the captain even said, hey, if you want to get up at this time, you'll see that we're going to be going through some of these fjords. And And we did. And we did. And that was really cool. And it was interesting to see how many people on the ship would get up and just... I mean, the ship's tiny. It's only like three decks. And so it's not like there's all this, you know, oh, we got to get ready and go up. It's people would just go up. And it wasn't like there was a lot of TV channels to watch either. No, no, (laughs) that is true. And so you definitely experience more of the ship in this particular case, just because the size of the ship and the things to do on board. So as we sailed south down from Dubrovnik, we went to Couture Montenegro. That was, I would say, an unexpected surprise because we're sailing in through these, you know, ancient fjords beautiful landscaping and then when we got to where we were going you know where we dropped anchor to take the tender in and we got off the ship we we're doing a little filming on that day and we went into what to me felt like a mini walled city kind of like Dubrovnik but it was smaller it did but the approach going in was really cool I felt like we were in a valley that had been flooded that's called the, a fjord but the <laughs> well, if you didn't know <laughs> I know but that's what it felt like and you have all these mountains all the way around and then you see just this little tiny little city and all of these homes going way up the mountainside that's a place we definitely need to go back to and it's usually because the first time you're in awe like Dubrovnik the second yeah. time you can really I think appreciate it a little more because you're not walking around you know with your jaw dropped down going, oh my gosh, this place is amazing. So when you find a place like like Dubrovnik or Couture Montenegro, make plans to go back and visit it again, kind of see it from a different perspective. We had a really nice time there. And after we left Couture, again, even leaving the city, we got to see all the things we saw on the way in. It was a really nice cruise. But the next day was what I call one of the best days ever when it comes to traveling. And that's Corfu, Greece. Yeah, this was a really fun and unique stop. 
And there are a lot of excursions that you can do here. Some of the bigger cruise ships go here. So they're kind of used to that. We were like the little baby. This was one of the places we actually did dock. We did, yes. And again, I remember Lydia, like either the night we were leaving uh, Couture or maybe the next morning we were going to Corfu. She goes, what do you have planned today? I'm like, "Um, nothing. She goes, okay, I got you covered. I'm like, that was it. So it was Lydia, the two of us, and our friend Santiago. And we walked into the little office by the port there. Everybody's like, hi, Lydia, how are you doing? Great to see you. I mean, this girl was like a rock star. She had been doing this cruise multiple times. So this is the end of the summer. They all knew her by now. And they said, what do you need? She said, oh, just give me a little convertible. And when I say little convertible, this was the smallest convertible. It was almost, it felt like a Mini Cooper, but it was a Peugeot. Yeah. And so we took the top down. We sat in the back. The, uh, The two of them sat up front. And... This is a day we had no plans. We were just driving around, and she took us to the far side around the water, and we found this amazing little family restaurant, probably the best views of any restaurant. And then she started ordering. By the time she was done, there was no space left on the table. Yeah. And this was like one of everything. Some of the really, really good food, but it was kind of fun to get her perspective. So she had found some of these cool local spots that weren't going to be covered with tourists. There was nobody else there. And there was really nobody there when we were there. And so we stopped in, we had lunch, amazing views. Um, Corfu, Greece is beautiful. It is. And it's a, you know, it's a little island. So I'm excited we're going back to Greece next year. Yeah. I I definitely want to explore a little more of Greece. Absolutely. And this particular one, once we left lunch, she basically was going to say, we're just going to drive around the island. She had a couple of spots in mind. And there were times where the streets were so narrow, I felt like I could reach out and just touch one of the buildings. That was nuts. Yeah. So we had a really cool experience as we're driving around the island and we get to this one place and I felt like, okay, what happens if somebody's coming the other direction? Because this is not wide enough for two cars, even though we were in a little tiny car. Yes. This is, again, think of a Mini Cooper convertible. That's kind of what this was. So we started approaching this place and it was just like someone's house. And she's like, let's stop here. I'm like, why are we stopping here? We're like, why are we stopping here? (laughs) And she's like, no. And there was this older lady sitting on the porch and she had a table. And on the table, there were clear bottles filled with, I think it was red wine. We don't know. We don't know. (laughs) No labels, no nothing. She had hand corked them. And each of us, all four of us each bought two bottles. It was like three euro per bottle. And I remember asking Lydia, I'm like, are you sure about this? She's oh, yeah, it's great. I'm like, "Um, okay. (laughs) Then we went and we found the... Yeah, so we picked up some spoils. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we call them spoils. And we went and then we stopped at another restaurant that was kind of built into the side of a cliff. And so you had to walk down a set of stairs. In a way, it would almost remind me of the bar in Dubrovnik without the walled city because you're walking down these switchback steps. Yeah. I can't believe her in Santiago, they had a diving board set up there, the, you know, jump in the water and stuff. And we're just like, we're not getting in the water, but we'll enjoy watching you. It was pretty cool. Lots of just like little places that we would have never known about. But Lydia, since she had been there, she was she was giving us the full tour and all the highlights. So they did a little swimming. We just kind of hung hung out and watched and people watched. Had it was a couple really drinks. fun. Yeah. And then we headed back. And by this time, again, the cruise ship with Royal Clipper was in port for a long time. And this was, by so this, this time, it was, was dark. Probably, we had it been was out. dark. We've been gone all day. Yep. And she's like, oh, well, we have to stop into this little place and we have to have a Euro. I'm like, I'm hungry. Let's eat. And you had never had... I never had an authentic Euro. An authentic Euro. I don't Euro. think I even had a Euro, much less authentic yeah. one, and have one in Greece. I mean, it was probably... The place we stopped was probably like the equivalent of stopping off at like, like a, a McDonald's. A McDonald's here. <laughs> yeah. It was like a... But it was so good. And then again, I mentioned, you know, are we supposed to be back by this time? And again, she reminded me, I'm the cruise director. We're good to go. I'm like, great. Yeah. And a little so more flexibility with these the smaller ships. Is, when we got back there, 
the port office there was already closed. Everybody was gone. She put up the top, parked the car with the keys, and we just walked to the ship. So it was an amazing day in Corfu. I think what really made it so fun is is both having Lydia there to kind of guide us, but also having a day with absolutely no plans and just kind of going with the flow. And what was one of the funnest things on this cruise is every day when we'd come back, whether it was in Ravine, Bar, in um, Kotor, all of these stops, even like Dubrovnik, is you get to know people on the ship very well. And so everybody kind of talks about, well, what did you do? How was it? And you learn from what they did. And I remember there was one girl on our cruise who she was taking a lot of photos. So every day she would just say, oh, look at these photos that I took. And just seeing other people's different perspective. So it was almost like another vacation because then we got to see the stuff that we didn't see personally. Yeah. And everybody was sharing the pictures. I remember later that night, we sat up on deck and drank what I assumed was wine. Yeah. We can only assume. <laughs> we weren't sure what it was. But yeah, so we just we just kind of hung out. And that was kind of the vibe that you get on this particular cruise. This was just not even halfway through. So we've already stopped at four incredible ports on this 10-night cruise. And we got to kick it off in Venice. Another really rare thing about this 10-night cruise is that we only had one sea day. So nine out of 10 days, we were in we were in a city someplace exploring. Now, when it comes to sailing on a sailing ship, you may be thinking, huh, is it a little slower? One thing that was a little bit different was it wasn't always windy. And so we were traveling by motor a lot. But some of my favorite things to do as we would go from port to port, especially as we were going down the coast of Croatia, was to lay in the bowsprit on the front of the ship. And the ship, because it is a sailing ship, when they had those sails up, it was so quiet. It was. It was, it nice. was the coolest thing. And Very that's just relaxing. part. Yeah. So you definitely will want to hop on over to our Instagram and Facebook so you can see some actual video from some of these spots. That's all we have for this week. But make sure you join us next week as we continue our journey with part two of our Star Clippers cruise. We're going to bring you with us as we visit the beautiful city of Taormina in Sicily and then the ancient city of Pompeii. And after a day in Pompeii, cruise director Lydia showed us the pizza place where all of the cruise people go to and a lot of the locals. I still have no idea why all of those hams were hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> you have to tune in next week to find out. And after that, we visit Ponza and Palmarola. Thanks for listening. But before you go, remember this. It's a great, big, beautiful world. Get out there and see it. Until next time, never stop exploring. Never stop exploring.